0: Hello and welcome to episode one hundred and thirty-three of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast.
1: The next step to me is what is the well, yeah, whether call it a value proposition, an offer, whatever the whatever you frame you want to give it. Why should people give a crap? in the first place. That's part of the offer.
0: Hello, and welcome to episode 133 of the Confident Live marketing show. In today's episode, we're talking about how to promote your live streams with success. I've got a special guest today, Dan Holloway, to talk about that. So we'll be with you just after this. Looks like it's time for something completely (laughs) nutty. How to promote your live streams with success. How, how to, to promote, promote your, your love dreams with success. How to promote your love's dreams, dreams with success. With Dan Holloway. Dan hollow Dan hollow How to promote your, Dan Holloway. Dan Holloway. To promote your love dreams with success.
1: How, how to promote All your love's dreams.
0: Travels. Dan hollow I want a love stream with success. success. Welcome to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray.
1: Helping you level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video.
0: Optimize your mindset and communication and increase your confidence in front of the camera.
1: Get confident with the
0: tech and gear. And get confident with the content, content and of marketing. marketing. Together, Together we, we can, can go, go live. live! Hello, my name's Ian Anderson Gray. This is the Confident Live Marketing Show. And today we're talking about how to promote your live streams. You may be going live. You may be struggling to get your message out there. We've all all been told live video is a great way to get more reach and to expand your audience, but maybe you're struggling with that. And so we're gonna be talking about that today. Does it actually matter? Does it matter how many people are watching you live Or are you more interested in the repurposing side of things? Maybe turning it into a podcast, which is what we do on this show. I'd love to know your thoughts on this. So let me know. Let me know if you're watching live or if you're listening to the podcast. Just uh, pop it in an email to me uh, on my website, iag.me. Well, it's time to bring it in. Dan, I'm very excited to bring in Dan. Dan is a business coach and mentor. He's on a mission to help 1 million creative entrepreneurs earn a stable diverse income doing what they love i love that welcome to the show dan how are you doing
1: not too bad thank you thank you for having me as Oh,
0: it's awesome to have you here. and it's great to have a fellow brit on the show who i ask him how he's doing he says not too bad not too bad it could, right. could be worse but yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's not like the standard if you're american is thank you for having me on the show i'm so grateful for having you to invite me here and i'm just really so special and i'm so looking forward to (laughs) sharing great value with with the audience here today and and then you kind of like finally get into talking that's what americans
0: do isn't it (laughs) it is yeah but uh, you need to say it you're always so excited yeah, and super awesome, super awesome. But uh, I've, I've become a bit more American. I keep on saying I'm excited. And I am excited to have you on, Dan, because we hang out in the same communities a lot. And uh, we've exchanged quite a few conversations, but we've not, I don't think we've actually done, well, you've certainly not been on the show, but we've not actually probably chatted in this format before so I'm trying to think have mm. we actually met in person I feel I have met you at a, a conference in the UK we were you, on a, a party bus last year that was it, it was, in it was San Diego bust? yes yes that's yes. right I knew it was somewhere it was. but I couldn't re- couldn't remember <laughs> that was, that but It's was... always whirlwinds at conferences
1: isn't it you speak to so many people and it's like yeah you just i forget half the people i have conversations with <laughs> those things well that
0: makes me feel better because yeah I'm, I'm absolutely useless when it comes to that martin buckland is watching from toronto great to see you you're up bright and early martin it's always great to see you and uh, so yeah let us know if you are watching and if you've got any questions for myself or dan we're talking about promotion but i, I dare say we're going to be talking about other things as well strategy and Maybe we'll get a bit geeky. We'll see how we get on. Now, I, I love this on your website. You say, this is a quote, it's not about the latest tactics. It's not about social media. It's not about the tech. My goodness, Dan, what are you talking about here? It's not even about the strategies behind them. It's about real people, forging relationships with real people and together solving problems for each other as a species we've been doing that for millennia. I love that. I really do. It's It sounds a little bit controversial to begin with. And then you realise, no, it's the truth. And we, we get probably overly excited by all these, the tech we were talking about just before we started recording for the podcast. But I'd love to know, Dan, can you just tell us, how did you get into what you're doing today? You're a business coach and mentor, and you're doing a lot of live streaming. You mentioned that you're going live, you've been going live every single day, which for me as a live video coach, <laughs> just the sound of that sounds scary. Uh <laughs> But uh, it's, I know why you're doing that, and uh, it's definitely something I recommend that people do. Tell us about mm-hmm. how you got into what you're doing today.
1: I won't take you right to the day of my birth or
0: anything. Uh, I think you should. You know, <laughs> no, we, no, haven't,
1: <laughs> we haven't got that much time. I'm like 38. Like, I'm, I'm not 38. I don't even know my own age. I'm that old. <laughs> but when I was at oh, my first ever job, I didn't go to university or anything like that. My first ever job was working as a, a tech support engineer for a business ISP. I literally learn on the job, like apprenticeship type style when I was 17. So I think I, I bring a lot of, not as so much experience, but there is that as well. But I think a lot of clarity because I don't have what I refer to as the baggage of just not doing the thing for very long. So in terms of my business and how I've actually grown, I've been doing like tech and operations and figuring out like efficient, effective ways of doing things since I was 17 in the business world. And my dad was a builder as well he's very efficient very effective with his time because he hasn't got time to mess around So he's out the door at five in the morning and home by three you know i've been raised in that way as well and being a business coach and a mentor is almost like culmination of a journey through working for what 20 plus years now in venture capital private equity backed firms senior management teams my own ventures i've pretty much walked the walk of most problems that most business owners would ever face. And that culminated in me being a, a coach and a mentor helping others do the same. I and mean, it's not the fact that I read it out of a book and I didn't go to a seminar and learn it from three or four speakers on the day. I've actually done it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And not many people can say that.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I've seen a lot of business coaches that have basically seem to have learned it from the interwebs, but actually walking the walk is incredibly important. One of the questions I've I've got up here that I was going to ask you is, have you done much live streaming? I think we know the answer to that. (laughs) Uh, You've obviously done a lot, but yeah, you've obviously walked the walk with that. How how important is it going live regularly and how's this helped your business? Joe,
1: I I throw myself in the deep end on purpose on a regular basis because I'm, I'm self-aware enough to know that's how i best learn but it's also my clients see me do it they can do it as well you right? know so i've i've been going live every single weekday not weekends because weekends is family time but every single weekday i've been doing a live show reproducing that on a podcast repurposing the content on social platforms and so on i've been doing that every single weekday all over the summer holidays in around you know being a dad being a husband running the house keeping my two children the are very active children keeping them going and occupied as well during some holidays you know and they're like four and six so they're ridiculously active and I, I've done that because when my clients say to me oh, I haven't got the time to to go to do a live show once a week and I'm like I'm doing it five times a day on top of being a dad and husband with two mental active children if I can do that you can do one 20 minute show a week so I I use it as a throw myself into the deep end thing and also for me i've learned and find and honed what i'm doing in my own business in the space of six weeks over the summer holidays with a new direction i'm taking i've done that in a six-week period where most people would take them six months to a year because i've been just throwing myself into the deep end
0: yeah and like things probably have gone wrong occasionally, but you just kept going. Yep. Did you feel quite nervous when you first started? And how's that gone on as you've done more? Of- Do you know what? When I'll be honest.
1: I talked about this a little bit in, in previous um, shows and seminars and speaking gigs that I've done. I was massively bullied when i was at school like hugely went through therapy in my late 20s and early 30s like a lot of it so i'm probably the wrong person to ask how to actually let go of all that kind of baggage from your past because i I worked on that for a long time so when i go live or when i do new things i just pull on the the strategies and the, the methods that my therapists have given me and it's, it's not nearly as big of a hurdle <laughs> as it is for a lot of other people, frankly, because I already know how to do it. So going live for me was just like, okay, fine. So I'm going to imagine this. I'm going to reframe it like that. And yep, yeah, off we go. If you had have asked me if I would do live streaming before I had those methods and those frameworks to work with, I'd have never have done it in years.
0: <laughs> no, I think that's fascinating. So you've done that work on yourself. You had therapy yeah. and, and whatever it is, I think most people need to go through some kind of therapy, (laughs) whether it's having coaching or counseling or or whatever it is, we're all at different stages in our lives. And and that was absolutely the case for me. I I think I would have been exactly like, I, I would be awful the first time I went live I, I think in fact I was I what the first time I went live I was awful and I had to do a lot of work on myself in order to become much more confident the other thing I, I see on your website as well is you make a quite a, a big thing of the fact that you are a father a husband then you say business coach and mentor and I, I always noticed that when people put father husband first why are you putting that first there was that was that a deliberate thing I assume it was and how does that kind of come into your business you being a father and husband
1: so to me, and this is actually something I'm talking about next week, um, eCams live event, um, I talked about a lot about Ikigai, which is like finding your life's purpose. And that event, the this talk I'm giving, is, is all about finding your life's purpose and finding your why and digging into like your reasons for being and everything. And when you do that kind of work as well on yourself, it does awaken a few truths, right? Uh, and the reality is my business has changed numerous times over the years, you know, I've changed businesses over the years. I've been an employee, an employer, you know, I'm a solopreneur slash business owner now. I may not be in the future, who knows? It comes and goes. But the important things in life, the things that you hope will never go away, are those closest to you. It both saddens me and annoys me when people are so blinkered by trying to focus on short-term goals that they forget the things that are actually the most important. And to me, my family and my wife, my kids, they will always come first. And even if it's like going bankrupt, living out of a cardboard box in the garden or whatever, even if it's that, my kids will still come first before business. The the challenge is sometimes you have to make sacrifices, but it's, it's knowing when and how and where to make them that I think a lot of people really struggle with.
0: Yeah, I think, well, I mean, I know we're getting all, all a bit deep here, but I think it's so important because one of the big issues I, I see a lot in businesses, particularly when it comes to live streaming is people compare themselves <laughs> to others and how, oh, I, I could never be like oh, them because they're doing amazing so dangerous. work. And it is so dangerous. I've been there. And, but we forget like everyone is in a different situation and you've got young kids. Our kids are a little bit older. They're now uh, 11 and thir- nearly 13, but you go through that period where the kids are are like running around the house and being and and it is more difficult there's still as you've proved loads that you can do but you're not going to be able to do as much as somebody else who maybe doesn't have kids or the kids are older or things like that so I think having those big goals knowing why you're doing it and also just to know that there are different seasons in our lives is so important. Absolutely. What? So Why live streaming then? So why have you gone live every single day? And why do you think entrepreneurs should be embracing live streaming? I'm always interested because everyone has a different view on this. So I'm just interested what your mm-hmm. thoughts are on this.
1: This is something I learned many years ago, actually. So I, I can't actually talk openly about what it was because it's I can't. It's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to teach and work within lie detection, put it that way. And You can imagine the kind of organizations and people and things that lie detection would be involved with. So I actually am qualified in two different forms of technically the psychological kind of like underpinnings of what ultimately is lie detection, which is a fascinating field. And, And one of the things that I learned way back then in lie detection was the nuances of communication. So if you actually look at lie detection in itself, what people actually say is is something ridiculous, like 13% of the communication that someone actually puts across. The rest of it, for the vast majority at least, there's a few other little kind of nuances, but the rest of it, the vast majority, is body language. So whenever people talk about marketing and should you do video, should you do narrative and everything else, to me, video, If you can't do in-person events and you can't do in-person content then video is the next best thing because otherwise you are missing out on more than 80 percent of the communication with the audience that you would otherwise not be able to get if you just stuck with blogging or just stuck with text-based content and so on video is always to me the most almost comprehensive communication platform and method second only to in person
0: love that it's really important you can hide behind your keyboard with a blog you don't get the full personality but at the moment this is the real dan dan could Mm -hmm. fake it he could put a big facade on but we'd still know we'd still know that we're (laughs) not seeing the full dan and i think this is also where comparison comes in because we maybe see other people out there who are really full of energy and excited and all this kind of stuff. And we might not be like that. We might be quite shy. But um, if you're watching... A lot of it's fake as well. Yeah, What's that, and sorry? It's,
1: it's, it's, a lot of it's fake and a lot of it's also yeah. like comparison biases. Because I'll give you an example. Say if you're in a restaurant. So one of the things that doing the lie detection, you learn to, f- to spot people's human behaviours, right? So if you're sat in a restaurant and you're like on an uncomfortable date or you're out with your other half and you've not got much to talk about and underlying there's like problems there or one of them's annoyed with the other or whatever and you're sat there not talking and you see another couple next to you who also aren't talking you're like see they have problems too but actually if you look at that other table look at their feet right and this is going to sound like a weird thing to say but if their feet are close together subliminally and subconsciously they could be more comfortable in silence, but with their feet pointing to each other and next to each other than any other couple that is within that restaurant who are talking loudly and but who are keeping that constant physical distance from each other. But because people look at it and think, oh, they're quiet, they obviously must be having problems. It's not. If just because you think that might be the case, often that's your own perception being overlaid into that situation because you're trying to confirm something else within yourself. And I think a lot of people do that in video as well, and they do it in social media platforms, they do it when they're trying to run their business. Yeah, you know, they look at other people and be like, oh, they're so successful, or oh, they're not very successful at all. Um, but actually, all you're doing is focusing on other people and not your own.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> and it's a killer.
1: To just focus on your own stuff and what you're doing don't care what anyone else is doing
0: that is the way it can take a, a bit of time to get there but we, we could b- bring you back on the show to talk about this I mean, it's int- you're, you're, you're so fascinating, Dan because <laughs> you've got so <laughs> many things We could, I was thinking like I really want to bring Dan on and I've seen you speak about Sorry. like internet connectivity and, and all this we get really geeky about that we could talk about tech and then obviously there's the whole strategy which we're going to get into I promise you but then yep. I did I had no idea you were in like the lie detecting thing and uh, I, I can see MC Lito is here watching from japan saying hello there and we've also got ha- have fun with gaming watching on youtube and i love this from mm-hmm. nc leto comparison is the thief of joy mm-hmm. absolutely and he also says yes. oh no he knows the secrets language of micro expressions reminder never get interviewed by dan Halloway. <laughs> just kidding <laughs> yeah
1: I mean, imagine what it's like to be led by me if i'm your manager <laughs> <laughs> yeah the amount of times people are like oh yeah sorry I, I i slept in i was like oh did you go out last night and, oh no i never went out did it lie to me but like, but i was like you went out didn't you what time did you get in it's five in the morning and i started work at eight
0: i was like take the day off come back tomorrow yeah 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 absolutely i i think the truth is always the, the, the best way forward, I think. The truth it shall
1: set you free.
0: Exactly, exactly. So we've talked about why live streaming, and we had a bit of a tangent, but that was all really yep. important. Strategy. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that you talk a lot about is strategy. Why should we be thinking about the strategy first when it comes to our live streams? Because I'll be honest with you, Dan, when I first went live, I did it because it was fun and i just wanted to play with the tech i actually was really scared about getting in front of camera but i just wanted to play around with the tech and then i realized oh okay i really should be going live because people are asking me about live and so then i had to then almost re-engineer my strategy which is not the best way so why is strategy first important and how do we form our strategy when it comes to our live streams
1: so i'm going to take you back slightly one step okay um I always start with goals. Actually, I start with motivation, then I go to goals. Strategy to me is a broad sense of figuring out how you're gonna achieve a goal. The tactics is specifically how you're gonna achieve that goal. And what a lot of people do, Is that sadly they believe like the snake oil and the, you know, kind of the sleazy, spammy salespeople out there who say you can grow a business or you can do whatever growth outcome or you can gain this life or whatever it may be in 30 days or in my five day challenge or, you know, whatever it is. And they see lots of successes. And those successes are the exception, not the rule. They're the people who achieve success through luck, not by design. And for the rest of us, we actually have to achieve that outcome by design. And when it comes to strategy, I look at that in terms of a, a journey, okay? And I actually talked about this on a, an event not so long ago. I can't remember what event that was now, actually. It might be of Pulses or another eCam one. I can't remember. Whenever it was and i was like if i'm gonna go for a long weekend away for our anniversary with my wife as an example and this example i gave when i gave when i was talking about it if i'm going to go on a long weekend away to edinburgh with my wife and say we're going away for four days i don't get in the car and think right i'm off to edinburgh i I don't do that because who does that (laughs) it's just the most stupidest thing in the world what you actually do is am i going to drive or should i get the train should we fly If we've got to fly then we've got to park the car Actually, do we want to go to Edinburgh like straight or do we want to stop along the way? Should we do four days or three? Am I going to include four days for the hotel or we're going to do an an extra one on the way back? You start thinking about all the the specifics, right? The strategy of that in terms of your journey is we want to go and spend four days in Edinburgh and we're going to travel there by train and maybe do a detour into the Lake District on the way back. right, the rough strategy, that's what we're going to do. But specifically, that would be you know, all the steps you actually take to achieve that outcome, those are the tactics. And sadly and annoyingly, what a lot of people start with is the tactics and then they figure out the strategy and then they try and like then shoehorn that into the goal or try and change the goal to then match where they've ended up finding themselves. Usually that goal isn't actually what they wanted in the first place. They lose momentum. They lose any like, passion or desire for that outcome in the first place because it's not what they wanted. To start with and then they start blaming other people or other things because we can't actually take responsibilities on ourselves it's a difficult thing to do and that results in procrastination which then results in not doing the thing again right (laughs) that's like the cycle that most people always go down whereas if you went in reverse and you started with feeling very clear on what the goal is then figuring out what the strategy is that you're going to achieve that goal and then going into the tactics about how you're actually going to physically do it that's always a efficient and effective way. But sadly, people always, I see, do it in reverse.
0: Dan, the the problem is, like, like, all of that's really hard. Like the tactics is the fun, exciting (laughs) bit, surely. So how do we actually do all that hard stuff? Do you think actually in in many cases it's we need we do actually need help? This is where getting Mm -hmm. some coaching or mentor, this is the kind of stuff that you do. Do you think that we can do it on our own? Or do you think in most cases we do need to get some help? Because in my situation, I'm very much a details oriented person. I need to talk my ideas with others. So it's either in a mastermind yep. group or with coaching, that type of thing. Uh, what's your view on all of that?
1: Should we use you as an example?
0: You may, yes, as long as you're very nice to there me. Here we go.
1: <laughs> okay, so what's your big goal? In your my- business, what's your big goal? What do you want to achieve?
0: I want to, what, we, what kind of level are we talking about here? Are we talking about the ultimate goal? The goal. The ultimate goal is I want to have the freedom to have much more time with my family, to support them in, and also to grow a community where I can help entrepreneurs to be able to have the lives they want to lead, which are similar to mm-hmm. mine. So will that do? So
1: that is nice and it's fluffy, but it's actually yeah. not true. Right. Okay. <laughs> so go back a little step. If you actually go like on the absolute emotional level, why do you want to achieve those things?
0: Oh, so I'm looking at you one. on
1: the screen right here. I probably should be looking at you there <laughs> on my camera. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so if you look at the emotion, most people—and this is where a lot of people struggle—most um, people are not going to do this live because this is a bit me. If you're anything like me, I freely admit that I have a decent level of ego. I'm competitive. And I'm a bit arrogant. And I don't see those as bad things It's just as part of my personality. Mm. So if I, if my goals don't fulfill the desire that my ego has and they don't also and they give me like some kind of fulfillment on that emotional level, then I will at some point lose interest in what I'm doing. Mm. Right? So yours, you, know, you want to live the life you want to live. And I, I get that because I'm the same. A part of that is actually servicing my negative emotions because I want to provide for my family. But on an emotional level, that's because I don't want to feel like I'm a dad, right? Because I don't want to feel guilty that I haven't been providing. And when you go on that extra level down, it actually digs into certain parts of your personality that are uncomfortable. And a lot of people, when they talk about their why, it's like, oh, my why is to provide a community of freedom loving creators, as an example. And I was like, no, what you want to do is not to feel like a dad. Not to feel like a crap partner, not to feel lonely. You want to have your ego massaged. Do you want to feel like you're a king or queen of of your community? You want to feel fulfilled. those are the desires that you actually want to feel have fulfilled. Mm. And that's gonna be fulfilled by growing a community and by, you know, growing a business and giving other people freedom. You know, and a lot of people they don't dig that extra bit lower into the emotional drivers, and that's the emotion. And the drivers that the emotion gives you, that's the stuff that's the real energy behind what you do.
0: No, I I think you're right. And it, it's that bit is really hard. And I'll be honest with you, when Dan was asking me, putting me in the hot spot, I started to feel quite uncomfortable. Feel uncomfortable right? <laughs> but yeah. that is a good thing, but it's maybe perhaps not on a live show, yeah. but it, it's good because it's you I think this is why we need other people to Actually, because you won't do that no, for yourself. No, you won't. You absolutely won't. And I've obviously got some more work to do. I think the, what I shared is absolutely true, but underneath that, there are l- multiple layers and it's getting to those layers. So, all of that stuff, we could talk about this f- for, for, for ages, yeah. but we do want to get onto the next stage. So, that is absolutely vital. But once yep. we've put that in place, We've, we, we are going to get onto the tactics now, which is we've decided that live streams are going to be really important to our business and, and to achieve the goals that we want. How do we promote those to be much more successful, reaching more people? Uh, I suppose we have also got to think about what the goals are within that. But to, just tell us your thoughts on yep. this. What are the kind of goals that we should be focusing on and how can we achieve them when it comes to our live streams?
1: I'm going to be more difficult here again. And you, I um, knew you would be.
0: This is the last time I bring you on the show.
1: <laughs> Sorry. So what I found over the years is, again, with the tactics and everything, again, people, they look at, should I use Restream or Ecam Or should I use StreamYard? Or should I do this? Or should I do that? Do I need to use a webcam on my normal camera? Do I go shotgun mic or a dynamic mic? What, oh, yeah, what's cardioid and super cardioid between the two? They'll start talking about bit rates. They'll start talking about all sorts of things about how to actually improve their live stream and all that kind of stuff. But the next step to me is what is the, whether they call it a value proposition and offer, whatever the, whatever you frame you want to give it, why should people give a crap in the first place? That's part of the offer. And that is really hard to nail down. And you will see people who have success in their shows. And again, that's through luck by not necessarily by design and at least in the vast majority of the cases, because a, a real offer is that when some you know when an episode pops up into your feed you almost feel dumb by not clicking on it and watching it because the title of it the the offer behind it the narrative that you've read in that you know one short sentence is that's my that's me that's meant for me i need to watch that and i need to watch it now screw having that piece of cake that i've just been sat on the side of the the counter in the kitchen for the past half an hour nope that can wait still i'm going to watch this for the next half hour you know when you nail your offer, then you start talking about the tactics and the, the how to's. Because the, the almost amusing thing is if you look at some of the best of video creators out there, podcast hosts out there, their offer is so on point with the quality of their video, even the quality of the audio. People will actually tolerate so much bad quality in terms of your production if the offer is on point. So I would always suggest offer next, then tactics. And I'm really screwing with your show. You, no
0: you t- are, I. like, I'm gonna have to completely <laughs> rename this. So let's go through it again, because I'm very slow when it comes to this. The first thing that we should yeah. be thinking about, because I've got in my head, I've got strategy, emotional drivers, goals. Okay, start again so we can get this. So emotional
1: drivers, goals. So emotional drivers first, your higai, your why, your the emotional drivers that are gonna feed the thing what that is actually going to lead towards the goals, the strategy, i.e. the broad sense about how you're actually going to go about the thing. Then your offer for your target audience, Figure out who your target audience is and what the offer is, your value proposition, why people should give a crap in the first place. And then you go into the tactics.
0: Love that. Really important stuff. And that's not too dissimilar from what I always recommend people do is create a planning document for your live shows what you're talking about Mm -hmm. is even broader and even more detailed than that because you've got to. the planning document assumes the right strategy is a live stream and a podcast but you need to go far back far further back if i can Mm -hmm. speak properly i can see we've got uh Matthias from Challenge ITV watching from Vietnam. We have a truly international audience there. I'm very impressed. Hope you're doing well. You do not need to apologize for being late. It's just wonderful to see you here. And yeah, Sorry. MC Lito, uh, I I was in the hot spot tough because you dance background. Thank you for opening up to us. And uh, of course, MC Lisa is from Japan, is is living in Japan. So the Ikigai, Ikigai, so Japanese idea for reason Okinawa. for living. There we go. Thank you. If you actually um, look
1: at the region of Okinawa, they actually have some of the longest living and also the, the slowest to retire, if they ever retire at all. Because to them, when they figure out the Ikigai, they're like, why do I want to stop doing what I'm doing? Because I love what I do. It's like, what? Why? What? why?
0: <laughs> yes. you know,
1: it's really interesting.
0: I, I want to learn more about this. I'd first come across Ikigai from reading uh, Mark Schaefer's recent book, uh, which I've forgotten mm-hmm. the name of. What is it called? It'll come back to me anyway. And and the other kind of similar phrase I've heard of is the zone of genius, which is from Gay Hendricks, The Big Leap. I think it is different, but it, I think if we can find out what our zone of genius is, maybe that will help us towards finding out what our Ikigai is. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yeah, they, they're both very yeah. symbiotic.
0: Cool. Yeah, for sure. I am anxious, though, to <laughs> talk about <laughs> what this show was supposed to be about. We should know, it, it's, it's absolutely fine. I think it's absolutely vital.
1: Confident live marketing. We're talking about confidence going marketing. We,
0: you know, are. we are
1: fulfilling the offer of your show, and the offer of your show is a strong one. People exactly. who aren't feeling confident and they want to get live and they want to do marketing, that's what they're learning.
0: And, and also, I, I hope if you are listening to this podcast, watching live or the replay, and you have been frustrated because we haven't actually got on to the tactics side of things. I hope you you do actually also feel ah okay, yes. Maybe I should be also thinking about some of the other things that Dan's been talking about today. It certainly reminded me of continuing to be clear about all of those things. I've done a lot of that work, but I think it's important and I'm sure you'd agree Dan that you need to relook at it quite regularly. continuous. Dan, what are some of the tactics Tactics. Now that we've done we all that really hard work, yep. how can we actually get our message out there using live video effectively?
1: So I would first look at the platforms. And again, a lot of people tell you about how to actually use social media platforms, how to get the most reach on Instagram and LinkedIn and YouTube and everything else. Actually, I would learn to read what the platforms tell you already. And the reason I say that is... If you actually look at how the platforms are structured, there's something called um, UX and um, CX. So UX is user experience and CX is customer experience. You know, They are very much design-based fields and people are paid exorbitant sums of money to, to do that kind of work accurately. So when you look at the interface on say Facebook or Spotify or YouTube or whatever, the buttons and the things that your eye is drawn to the first, that is absolutely complex user experience and customer experience design at work at its best. So when you look at those platforms, the things that you get your eye drawn to the most are the things where you need to be aiming your content at being the most, right? So if you're going live in terms of live video, if live video is not showing up on your feed, directly, the the full platform, the full version of your podcast or your stream or whatever, if that's not the first thing you see when you open up the the apps, but the first thing you see on, say, Instagram is reels popping up, and the first thing on YouTube is shorts sticking up in your feed, then to get more eyeballs on your content, you then have to create small bite-sized pieces of the episode that you've just created and post those as reels or post those as shorts, as an example, with a link going back to, whether it's a link in the actual content itself or a call to action you actually say within that video, leading them to the full piece of content, right? Because what a lot of people, they look at is they think, I'm gonna create this podcast and create this show, and I'm gonna post it on YouTube and post the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Audible and everything else, and people will just watch it. They won't, because they won't find you. The ways that they actually find you is by being current, but more importantly, using the current and most pushed algorithm-based content that the platforms are actually wanting at that time. And to do that, you have to understand why and how those pieces of content are actually getting pushed in the first place. Yeah. You know, so if you look at like Apple Podcasts, and you look at all of the Apple Podcasts that you see with, that are actually recommended to you, the ones that are recommended highest are the ones that have the most reviews. So what do you have to do to get your podcast, you know, recommended higher to audiences? You have to get more reviews, right? You know, if you wanna have your business showing in, you know, Google Business, whatever the, My Business, that's what it's called, Google My Business, and local search, same thing. The ones that have the most reviews get the higher up in search. It's different on social platforms because reels are being pushed on Instagram at the moment, at the time of recording this at least, heavily, probably after that, IGTV, like way down the list. If you're on LinkedIn, Live video is not getting nearly as pushed as much as it used to be. Natively uploaded video is, you know. So guess what you got to do. <laughs> so pay attention to the what the platforms are actually showing you, and position your content in the same ways, um, leading them back to the full version, episode, or video or stream.
0: That's really important stuff. So look at
1: what is against tactics for a second there.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that is about focusing where. What type of uh, medium is is being pushed the most and and is most popular in your industry? So I love that about shorts on YouTube and reels and Instagram. And it doesn't need to be complicated. If you are going live, you can then edit. You can just edit it so you can have a little snippet. Mm -hmm. There's a great tool called Descript, which I use a lot for this kind of thing. And there's loads of other tools that you could use. But it's it sounds like a lot of work but it doesn't need to be and i think it's about creating that short content quickly and easily what what I mean, are you D-Scripts doing is an awesome these scripts
1: yeah. is an awesome tool um and i could tell you in my in the studio i've got like a Rodecaster pro i've got like all the microphones the lighting setups a stream deck i've got like all the toys like i said it's been gathering dust for the past nearly two months so me doing daily live shows like every weekday i literally i've got my macbook air which is in front of me like right here i've got a little kind of mini tripod from amazon with my camera on top of that my camera's a panasonic g which i got off ebay with a lens for 300 quid literally just i followed about 50 panasonic g7s over the course of about two weeks and i set myself a budget i was only going to spend more than 300 quid and one popped up that had a it was a sigma 16 mil 1.4 lens and a g7 camera body and i was like nah, they're not going to sell that for 250 pounds. Nah, no, they're not going to do that. And the bidding went up and it went up and I was like 301.47 or whatever it was that I bid on it. And I won it at something like 296 or something. Um, and I was like, I just got about 600 quid worth of camera for less than 300 quid. Happy days. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Someone obviously was either not very good at doing eBay or they were desperate to sell. I don't really care. Um, so that's my camera. I've got a, a softbox in front of me just you know um, next to the camera an upwards angle pointing down and I just go live using either Restream or Ecamm like one take run and done and then I upload the, the video version of that to Descript oddly enough and I just repurpose content using Descript for the vast majority of it if there's anything fancy I need to do I just go into DaVinci Resolve which I use for video editing but I don't use DaVinci Resolve for nearly what I, I could use it for. I use it for basic, like, you know, slicing and dicing of video content and then exporting because it's free and it allows me to do what I want to do. But my setup is very simple compared to the studio that I've got. Um, and I use that less than I use the home setup I've got here.
0: It just shows you you don't need the expensive tech all the time. You, you can just get started. Right. It's all the other stuff we've been talking about. Now, MC Lito says, I clicked on this video because I'm at a point where I'm thinking exactly about your talk's topic, how to grow my channel. Also, it's a rare time for me in Japan, 7 p.m. Japanese Standard Time. Thanks for making this stream. So yeah, the time of day might be something else as well. Mm-hmm. And it also says, wow, 16 millimeters looks good. I don't see any distortion on the edges. Are you using that right now? you? Is that in your studio? Yeah, no,
1: yeah. It's right now. That's so cool. if, um, yeah, 16 mil f1.4. Um, that's the thing I've actually, I've got on it. I've got, I should have said this earlier as well. I've actually got a variable ND filter on it as well, because I, I was playing around with like different LUTs and different like coloring, right? Kind of And I kept on, cause I'm, I'm bald, I kept getting like shiny bits coming off my head and no matter where I put the lights, I kept on getting like reflections coming off my bald brain. And it was like really irritating me. And I was like, hang on, an ND filter is supposed to reduce glare. Huh? Interesting. So I stuck an ND filter on it, um, which is supposed to be for, you know, reducing flare and everything for sunlight. And it actually removes the flare off of my brain, off of my skull. There you go. That's a (laughs) top
0: tip. That's a top tip. Yeah. yeah,
1: So I use an ND filter to to remove my shiny head.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. That's great. That's a great tip. Uh, I wonder whether it's, uh, it probably doesn't help if you get reflection on your glasses, if you wear glasses, but it's definitely. Just to get an angle. Yeah, it's getting the angle. So yeah, in terms of like what you're doing with your live streams, you've you're going live. You're then yep. bunging it into into Descript. What else are you yep. doing? Are you using things like reels and other stuff that you're you're talking about? Have you got any other um, tips for us?
1: So uh, right now, I'm not because I'm actually I'm watching what the platforms are actually doing because there's a lot of changes on social mm. platforms at the moment. Reels, there's having lots of changes with what reels are doing. Um, TikTok's now launching, I think they've already released it actually, three-minute videos um, that they're doing. There's just a lot of changes in social kind of space at the moment. And for me, the most important thing that I'm actually focusing on is getting better at creating actual content that people care about and watch. So I create the content, I, I isolate what I'm doing and I'm testing it slowly as I go. So what I've actually noticed right now, for example, is that... I've been going on LinkedIn Live every single weekday with the show, and the views on LinkedIn Live, frankly, are a bit pants, right? And they're not very good at all. And very few people are actually seeing that content. Um, So what I'm actually gonna be doing is not going live on LinkedIn over the next couple of weeks. I'm actually gonna be recording the content that I've put live on the other platforms like YouTube and everything else. But I'm actually gonna take the recording and upload that as a video onto LinkedIn. I'm gonna test that to see how that goes. But if I'm doing all the things and all the platforms and driving traffic everywhere, then the data that I'd get back from that isn't very good because it's always gonna be convoluted and infected with different platforms nuances. So I'm actually doing a lot of testing at the moment, just to figure out what works and what doesn't, and how. But when I figure that out, then yes, I will be using you know Descript and Missing Letter and various other platforms to just do a very Gary V on on my personal brand and just be everywhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, all these tools. Missing Letter, I love that. It's met, it I cool. met them back in in, in twenty. I want to say 2015, 2016 in Manchester mm-hmm. and when they were just starting out and they're great social media platforms. It basically connects yep. with your blog, doesn't it? And then just zaps mm-hmm. it out there. It's great. Uh, I love all of that. I think it's great. I think we should all be doing what you're doing from time to time is pause, not necessarily pause all the content that you're producing, but you're you're, you're still going live, but you're at mm-hmm. least, you're having some time to think what, what is working? What isn't working? What are the social platforms doing? And I don't see many people doing it or at least talking about it. So mm. I think that is great. We, we tend to just jump in the deep end and then just keep going, paddling yeah. paddling.
1: Exactly. You, you end up like splashing around. One thing that's probably relevant for you as well, and I'm not sure if you've done this yourself, but... One thing I noticed was I've got a YouTube channel, which I, I haven't done very much activity on, but in the small amount of content I have put on there, and it's YouTube is something I'm going to be focusing a lot more on in the next you know six to 12 months as well and, and moving forward. As soon as I started doing longer form content and podcast episodes and interviews on that channel, the views for the videos that I was having on that channel immediately, before you know, immediately, just dropped off. And I was like, huh. Cause as soon as I started doing longer form interview based content on that channel, the search based traffic that channel was getting just went down to pretty much nothing. And as soon as I stopped doing interview based content on that channel, those views started coming back again. And I thought, ah, okay. So that makes sense because search based and suggested based traffic on YouTube for the how to based content. If I then start putting interview based content on that same channel, that's going to start confusing the algorithm for the search and suggested. So I actually broke apart the podcast and the search-based content I've been creating. I created a new channel just for the long-form content. And as soon as I've done that, then the search traffic is starting to pick up again on the search-based content. So that's just another test that I was doing a couple of months ago. And that was just, when you look at the numbers and you look at the data, it's so obvious uh, because the dates pretty much align within a week of each other. That's that's fascinating.
0: I think we need to do those kind of tests and i've had a similar experience to you dan I, my i think what i'm going to do what i have been doing actually is i'm still going live to youtube but then i'm unlisting it and so Mm. i'm focusing on the shorter form content on youtube but i want i still want to go live to youtube because we still get uh a few, quite a yeah. few people watching on YouTube. But then I will then edit that up into little clips and, yeah. and see how we get on with that. But I think it's testing. And yeah. I think what you're talking about, Dan, is sounds like really helpful stuff. And I think we need to test similar stuff on our channels too. We're out of time. We could talk literally for the next two hours about so it? much stuff. It's just mad. But how can people find out more about you? We've got your website. So let's just have a look at your website again, which is Dan. Holloway.live, you've got a, a live domain, oh, which yeah. is great. We love the .lives. So uh, is yep. that, that's probably a good place for people to go. How about uh, it? Is yeah. socials um, and other stuff?
1: It's one thing I haven't talked about, actually, which which by mean if you can bring that up as well, that would just uh, probably be helpful for people to see. I just launched a membership. I say this a lot. When other people zig, you have to be the one zagging. So when other people zigging, I zag. So I created a new my version of my membership group coaching video training kind of course platform um which i actually called dan app. so the apps are actually being released for that in a couple of weeks time but if you go literally the dan knows like so d-a-n-k-n-o-w-s dot app that's the full-on video on demand content library weekly live q and a's dig into my brain by all means, you know, rock on, help yourself, um, ask questions and apps coming on your actual devices as well. So that's something I launched, literally the early bird, closed on that on a, a week ago. But yeah, if you want to jump into my brain, that's also a good place to start as
0: well. It looks an amazing website. I just, I'm looking at the design. I, I know it's not about the design, but it does look really cool. <laughs> so that is yep. app. Check that out. Yep. And also... Dan dot live. And in terms of the socials, mm-hmm. how can people, where's the best place for At to find yeah. I mean, Dan Holloway live. Great.
1: Yeah. Dan Holloway live. Nice and easy. That's nice. We, yeah, we awesome. like that.
0: We like that. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Dan. Thank you so much. I know we could have talked about so much more, but mm-hmm. we will have to leave it there, unfortunately. So thank you so much. you yeah, no awesome.
1: Thanks for having me on. I'm not going to be sure. American and, you know, start bowing or anything. <laughs> I'm just going to be <laughs> stoic and UK, typical Brit and say, cheers, man.
0: i'm not used to this yeah anyway there there we go thank you dan it's been great to have you on the show well we're out of time as i said do remember that next episode so this is next friday if you are listening to the podcast by the way podcast is at iag.me forward slash podcast podcast. Do check that out. But I've got my friend Eric Fisher on to talk about how to be a productivity genius. It's all about productivity. And of course, if you're watching live, this is on Thursday at 5pm in the UK. That's 12 noon Eastern. That's 9am Pacific But we're out of time. Thank you so much for watching. And I encourage you to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson-Gray.
0: Make sure you subscribe at iag.me forward slash podcast so you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video.
1: And until next
0: time. Toodaloo. Toodaloo. Your last dreams. 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 dreams with success. How to promote your last dreams. Dreams. dreams with success. How to promote your last dreams with success. With Dan Hollow Way. Dan Hollow Dan Hollow How to promote your last dreams with success. How to promote your last dreams. Dan Hollow Way. I want a love stream with success.